Hey there, Kaniacs. I am Jared Ellis of the new Kaniac Chronicle, and you are listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can find the show on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes, and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. All right. So in today's episode, guys, we will, of course, recap yesterday's uh, exhibition game against the Washington Capitals, as well as a quick little bonus uh, segment that I recorded with John from Locked On New York Rangers. Um, So we have that in store for you guys this evening. It is an After Dark episode. I apologize for the late upload, but things happen. Um... But let's get on into that recap, guys. Um, so with um, the uh, bubble games uh, happening now, um, every team is playing their exhibition game, you know, to get themselves warmed up, ready to go. Hurricanes played the Capitals uh, yesterday afternoon, and it sadly ended up being a 3-2 to two loss. Um, but... Um, not all was terrible, and there there were a few players that looked really good, um, despite the rust that was expected. But um, the Canes definitely uh, looked rusty, especially in the first two periods. Uh, those were kind of rough, um, but they did pick it up in the third, which was nice. Um, now Trocek and Teravinen scored for the Hurricanes. Uh, Trocek scored first. Uh, Turbo scored later on, um, and Trocheck especially, he looked really, really good um, in that game against the Capitals. Um, he really stood out as like, oh, all right, you, you're looking pretty good there, bud. Um, and again, there are other ones that look really good, but we'll talk about that uh, later on. And on a more positive note, um, the penalty kill um, in this game for the Hurricanes was very good. Um, they went four for five uh, on all the uh, penalty kills they had to go on. Um, so that was good. Um, yeah, they obviously had one of the top penalty kill uh, units in the entire National Hockey League. I believe they ranked like fourth, I believe, um, is where they ranked um, as far as their efficiency there. Um, so that's good that they were able to continue their consistency um, as far as on the penalty kill goes. Um, as far as players that looked really good um, in that game against the Capitals, as I mentioned, Vincent Trocheck, he looked very good um, in that game. He obviously scored first for the Hurricanes, um, and he played a really good game. Um, Jake Gardner also played very well. He had been stepping up his game um, on that back half of the season. He had been a bit of a whipping boy, you know, if, uh, for the Hurricanes fan base, you know, blaming them, you know, for stuff going wrong. You know, he made some costly mistakes during the season, but, you know, he's been making up for it. He, he played really good yesterday, which is great to see, especially, you know, that contract they gave him. Um, so I like to see, you know, him playing good, you know, because he definitely had a rough start um, here in Raleigh, as well as, you know, all the stuff he dealt with up in Toronto when he was there. Sammy Votnin uh, played his first game um, as a Carolina Hurricane. Um, so he does, in fact, exist, uh, which is kind of funny. But 
Um, he actually looked pretty good in the game. Um, it was his first game, like I said, with the Hurricanes, as well as his first game in quite a while as well. Because, again, he had been injured, you know, when he was a member of the New Jersey Devils. And then, you know, he obviously, at you know, trade deadline, came down here. Excuse me. But he ended up playing very well for the Hurricanes, which is good. And I imagine his play will likely improve the more he's actually able to play. Um, and one other person that looked really, really good that stuck out to me was James Reimer. He came in about halfway through the game when... Uh, Rod Brendamore pulled Peter Mrazek um, after allowing three goals uh, from the uh, Capitals. And once Reimer went in, he looked stellar. He looked really, really good. Um, I feel he probably should be getting the start on Saturday, in my opinion, because he played much, much better than Peter um, in this game. Uh, uh, James stopped all nine or ten shots that he faced. Um, but he played very, very good, um, which is great to see. Again, I feel he should get the start on Saturday, but that's just something we'll have to wait and see. Um, now on the flip side of stuff, again, like I mentioned, the Hurricanes did play, uh, pretty rusty. They looked pretty bad in those first two periods. Um, they definitely showed that they hadn't played in a while, which was expected me in the Capitals. They didn't look great either. Um, they, you could definitely tell they had uh, had some time off. That's for sure. Um, and there were some players that definitely stuck out as kind of playing not to the standard that they're capable of. Um, Trevor Van Riemsdyk being one, Joel Edmondson uh, being another. Um, these guys, you know, really kind of step it up right now. This is kind of make a break for them. At the moment, because once all this stuff ends um, for them, you know, they're UFAs. Um, so you imagine they're going to want to play well to either get re-signed by the Hurricanes or if they're going to go somewhere else, you know, go somewhere good and get a nice chunk of change, you know, when they go. Um, so they kind of need to step it up um, to obviously help the Hurricanes produce, but then also... It's contract year for them, um, and Eddie, he's had his uh, moments where he's looked really good, but he's had some bad moments as well, and TVR really hasn't done much of anything this year either. Um, so they definitely need to step up their game, obviously to help the team, like I said, and also and if you're wanting to get paid here in the next few months, you probably need to be stepping it up. Um, and... As I mentioned, Peter Morazic, he got pulled halfway through the game, um, which was kind of disappointing, you know, him getting the start, him being, you know, supposed to be the number one guy here. You know, it's like, come on, dude. I know you've been out for a little bit, but, you know, come on. You, you can do better than this. Um, so I hope he can step up his game as well. Um, I do remember seeing a thing for the athletic um you know, talking about each team's, you know, chances to win the cup, because uh, they had, you know, interviewed, you know, a player, um, as well as some executives, you know, that all remained anonymous. Um, but one thing with the Hurricanes was um, if they can play uh, consistent, if everyone can be on the same page, 
they're a very dangerous team, which I agree. Because um, when they're all clicking, they're absolutely fantastic. But when they're not, they're not. That's for sure. We've discussed that many times um, throughout the regular season. Um, when they haven't been playing to the standard that they're capable of. Um, and then another point was, can the Hurricanes win a Stanley Cup with Peter Mrazek and James Reimer? Uh, two guys that, you know, in the past, they've been the number two goalies. And now, you know, Peter's, you know, number one uh, here, but he didn't play like it yesterday. Um, and while James Reimer, he did play like a number one goalie. Um, there's been times throughout the season where he wasn't playing like a number one goalie either. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I hope, you know, they're able to really get it together. Um, Rod Bradmore, you know, in the post game stuff, he was saying how, you know, there's a lot of good, you know, he obviously wasn't pleased, but he was saying that there's a lot of stuff for them to look over, um, of what would have been, you know, today, uh, you know, as far as practices, like, hey, you know, do this, not that, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so we'll see how things go on Saturday. Um, I obviously hope things go well, um, but we'll be discussing that more tomorrow. Now, before I uh, let you listen to that uh, little bonus segment with John that we recorded the other morning, um, I do want to remind you guys about rockauto.com. I've told you guys about these guys many, many, many times. Um, and if you haven't checked them out yet, or maybe you have, go back on over to www.rockauto.com. They have an amazing, amazing, amazing selection of car parts at great prices. I've told you guys I'm trying to get old Dodge Dakota running again. So where am I looking? You bet your ass I'm looking on rockauto.com because I'm trying to save as much money as I can because I don't make a whole lot of money um, at my job. So I need to find the best parts I can for as, li- for <laughs> as little money as possible. Um, you guys know how it goes. Um, times are tough, but Rock Auto, they can get you the parts you need for a good, good price. Um, so remember, go over to www.rockauto.com for an amazing selection and reliably low prices. And whenever you go over there, make sure to tell them that Locked On sent you. Now, I will let you guys enjoy that extra episode with uh, John that I recorded. So, enjoy. All right, we are recording. Um, So, future jared and john here because i am stupid and forgot to ask you questions um uh so we earlier we talked about um the role brady shea is having in preparing for this series um on the hurricane side of things um because he's familiar with the ranger system obviously right and uh earlier in the season um the hurricanes act or excuse me the rangers actually acquired a uh, former Hurricanes player um, in Julian Gauthier. Um, he was obviously more of an AHL guy, but he did play some on the Hurricanes main roster, I guess you could say. Um, is there any um, talk around the Rangers fan base or Rangers 
his organization of how he's helping prepare for the Hurricanes? You know, I haven't heard anything about that specifically, and I think maybe part of that is I believe he only played five games with the actual Hurricanes, right? Wasn't he in the minors for the rest of the season other than just the five or so games that he played with the Kings? Yeah, he he was a bit more of an AHL guy, but he did play some with the Hurricanes. Um, so yeah, he'd obviously be a bit familiar with that system um, and how yeah. he could help I mean, them prepare. Yeah, I... I... Yeah, I haven't heard that specifically that, you know, they're picking his brain as far as, you know, trying to figure out what the Kings are going to do, but I suppose it couldn't hurt either. And, you know, I think overall he's played pretty well for the Rangers, Uh, just 12 games and, you know, limited ice time playing on the fourth line mostly. But I think a lot of Ranger fans are excited about him. You know, he definitely does have some upside. And uh, while we're on the subject, I was going to ask you about Greg McKegg because, you know, he played with the Canes. He, He dressed for a couple of playoff games last year, I think 12 or so playoff games for the Canes. Um, do you remember anything about Greg McKeg? I mean, to me, he's just kind of like a fourth line type player. He might be in and out of the lineup as this playoff series uh, progresses. But do you have any memories of Greg McKeg playing for the Kings? Um, not a whole lot. Um, he's kind of the same here. Just a good, solid set of hands. Um, yeah. You know, to have on the roster. Um, you know, he's obviously he's not Conor McDavid or anything like that. Uh, but you know, he is a Again, a good, reliable set of hands you know, for a fourth, you know, good, reliable fourth liner. Um, and he's another the hurricane system. It's obviously been a minute because um, he left in the offseason. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if he's one that the Rangers also like, hey, you know, what do you think they're going to do in this situation right here? Sorry, what did you say there? Sorry, we could cut this out, but. Can you still hear me? As, okay, yeah. Um, he was one that um, I could see um, the Rangers also maybe asking him a little bit. Um, like, hey, what do you think they're going to do here? Because um, he is a nice, uh, reliable set of hands. He's obviously not like Connor McDavid or anything like that. But, you know, he's a good, reliable fourth liner. I agree. You know, he does play hard. He gets the most out of what he's got. And, uh you know, like I said, this year he's kind of been in and out of the lineup uh, really all season, you know, whether he plays or whether he's a healthy scratch. And, uh, you know, with Brennan Lemieux being suspended for the first two games of the series, I would imagine uh, his his place in the, uh, you know, as far as dressing on game night, probably fairly secure. I'm sure he'll be out there on the fourth line for at least the first two games of the series, and we'll see how they play it after that. I forgot to ask you earlier about the Brandon Lemieux suspension. What were your thoughts on that? Because I thought it was kind of stupid. Yeah, I mean, to me, you know, you look at the play and, you know, he leaves with his shoulder. He kind of jumps into it was Jonas Donskoy in the uh, last uh, game before the season was paused. I mean, to me, it looks like a suspendable offense. It looks like it's kind of on par with, you know, some of the other hits that you see players get suspended for during the course of an NHL season. But I don't know. I've been saying on my show, I think two playoff games is a little steep especially when you consider, you know, this hit happened in the regular season. And so, you know, they inform the Rangers and they inform Lemieux right away that, okay, he's going to be suspended for this. But it took them literally like more than four months. And I I realized, you know, we had the pandemic and we had to create this playoff tournament from scratch. The NHL had a lot on its table. But nevertheless, it took them more than four months to hand out the punishment for Brandon Lemieux. I was kind of keeping my fingers crossed that maybe they would just suspend him for regular season games next year, since originally that's what his punishment was going to be, is being suspended in the regular season. 
two playoff games, it seems a little harsh, but yeah. I mean, I can't go crazy about it because they're trying to get those hits out of the league. And, uh, you know, to me, it looks on par with the kind of hit that players would be suspended for. But yeah, uh, maybe, maybe two games a little bit steep there. Yeah. Um, I do agree with that. Um, cause it is a suspendable hit. Um, yeah. that's for sure. Um, but my thing is like, you waited so long to hand out the punishment. Like what? Like you waited over four months, honestly, at this point, what was even the point? Just you know, <laughs> exactly. suspend him was... for like the exhibition game. Um, and find the guy, you know, however much, like, it just the, was the, pointless fun- at this point waiting this long. Yeah. The funny thing is he's actually eligible to play in the uh, the game against the Islanders, the exhibition game, but then he's going to be suspended for the two games in the playoffs. So I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, no, I guess that was... it's that, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good that at least yeah, he can get his legs under him in the exhibition game, and then I would that. imagine he'll probably be back in uh, for game three against the Canes then. Yeah. Um, and speaking of game three, um, well, just all the games in general, um, what are your predictions for the series? Um, I talked with Sarah about that the other day on a, either the Locked On NHL or the her Locked On King show. I don't remember which one. Um, I picked the Rangers, or not the Rangers, excuse me, um, the Canes over the Rangers um, in either four or five games, leaning more towards five in the series going the distance. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at as far as I think this is going to be a long series. I don't think it's going to be a sweep. I think the Rangers end up taking this in five games. And uh, I actually spoke with Sarah uh, for Lockdown NHL the other day as well. And, you know, she made an interesting point that it's something that I hadn't really thought of is it's almost like in a weird way, both teams kind of enter this series as the underdog because with the Rangers, like you've got this young upstart team, half the roster has never even played in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And they're the 11th seed, whereas the Canes are the 6th seed. But then you look at it from the Canes perspective, and it's like it's they're playing this team that's just been, you know, such a thorn in their side over these last few years. They just can't beat the Rangers for whatever reason. The Rangers, of course, went 4-0 against them this year and have won 10 of the last 12 overall. So, I mean, when you look at it that way, it's almost like both teams are kind of like coming from this place of almost being an underdog in this series in, in a very unique kind of way. Yeah, they're both – yeah. They both had their pros and cons of heading into the series, um, that's for sure, and they're both very evenly matched. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great series. It's going to be, believe, a lot of, it's um, going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last time I looked at the betting odds, the Hurricanes were slightly favored. Um, it was like 53-something to, I think, like 46. Or I'm not good at math. <laughs> but it was like right there. They're <laughs> Yeah, no, it's um, basically a toss-up. Yeah, I, mean, I, um, I definitely that, think it's yeah. going the distance. I think it's awesome, too, that, um, you know, that's the first playoff. <sighs> they're, they're kicking this thing off on, on Saturday at noon. So, I mean, that, that's going to be awesome, getting, getting to see our teams start the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm sure a lot of people will be watching, too. Yeah, I know. i got to set my alarm for that one. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be yeah. early because um, I work nights. So, yeah, I got this. I set an alarm. Um, and then we obviously have, well, the Hurricanes exhibition game is tomorrow on Wednesday. So that would be cool. Yeah, I might check that one out. Because I think that, 
Yeah, yeah. It, hey, it's still hockey, you know. And I mean, that's. I think that game's on at five, and then the Rangers are on at eight. So maybe, maybe I'll have a little double header there and watch both of them. Got the competition first, and then watch the Rangers. Yeah, I don't remember if I had talked to you about this or Sarah. Um, in these exhibition games, um, do you feel the teams are going to take these seriously? Um, because obviously, you know, I feel it was kind of just like a money-making thing on the NHL's part, um, booking these big rivalry games um, like Hurricanes Capitals, Rangers and Islanders. Do you feel it's going to be more like playoff hockey because these teams get getting under each other's skin a lot? Or do you feel it's going to be more in the vein of like the all-star game where no one really cares? Yeah, we talked a little bit about this. And uh, I, I get the feeling, you know, maybe the first couple shifts when guys are first jumping onto the ice for the first time in whatever it is now, four and a half months, I get the feeling there might be just a little bit of a feeling out process. But you put the Rangers and Islanders together on the same rink. I mean, it's always going to get chippy. It's always going to get a little bit heat, heated. And I get the feeling that as the game progresses, you're going to see the aggression kind of pick up. I, I think maybe those first five, seven, maybe ten minutes will kind of be like, okay, let's let's get a feel for what we're doing here. But after that, I, I think it's inevitable with Rangers Islanders. And it's probably the same thing with Canes and Capitals. Eventually, uh, you know, emotions are going to run high and these teams are going to be competing hard because they know they got the playoffs right around the corner. I mean, do you feel the same way with the Canes, or how, how do you feel about it? Yeah. I could. I think it will lean more towards that of, of just people in, because um, a lot of these games are big rivalry games. Um, yeah. So I feel it's inevitable for um, people to get it, get under each other's skin. Because, um, I mean, you. I was at the preseason game against the capitals um back in september and they were crowding a preseason uh, fuck, who was it someone got ejected too so oh wow again it's preseason it's an exhibition game <laughs> um yeah so i feel it'll at first it'll kind of be a bit all-star game-ish where everyone's just kind of like yeah but then you know, someone's gonna do something someone's gonna retaliate and it's just gonna escalate 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 yeah, and then it'll be, um, it'll be like an yeah, idea in these rivalry games. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. I think the biggest priority, really, for all these teams is just get out of there healthy. I mean, I think the last thing anybody wants to happen is you know you lose one of your best players in this exhibition game because you know you're you're competing your butts off in a game that really doesn't mean anything. So yeah, fingers crossed that everybody comes out of this healthy for both our teams. Yeah, that was another thing. Um, yeah, everyone's concerned about health and whatnot for this. And then the NHL goes and books these, you know, huge rivalry games where you know they're going to be physical and whatnot. It's like, okay. I mean, again, I know, again, it sounds a bit cynical, but I know it was literally just for a money-making reason because these games are going to draw ratings, especially in their respective markets. But it was a little weird. Yeah, I- Like, you want everyone to be healthy and yet you're booking these big matchups yeah you would almost think that the nhl i I mean going into it when i heard about these exhibition games i thought they might kind of do the opposite and just have teams uh that don't really have much history with each other and don't really have much bad blood between them i would think that those would be ideal exhibition opponents i mean like i mean think about like the nfl you know you have the exhibition games you don't put division rivals against each other you know what i mean so yeah i don't know but but to your point um you know I, i think probably the nhl saw it as like 
all right, let's get people watching these games. Let's do the Battle of Alberta. Let's do the Battle of Pennsylvania. Let's do Rangers Islanders. Let's do Kings Capitals. Let's just get all the, the rivals out there against each other. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel that's kind of what it was, um, just coming from a business point of view. Um, now, before we wrap things up, did you have any questions that you may have forgotten to ask me? Or was I the only stupid one here? <laughs> um, you know, I, I had a few things written down, but after a while, you know, we were talking the other night and uh, we just kind of started rolling, just started talking about hockey. So I think we're all set, man. I think the only thing left to do is uh, drop the puck, start playing some hockey here. Exactly. Well, that does it for part three or part whatever you're going to put yours this in for you. Um, but that does it for this crossover. Um, and we will talk to you guys later. Bye. Thanks, everyone. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that bonus segment that I recorded with John the other morning. Um, I had a lot of fun uh, recording all that stuff with him over those few days. So I look forward to recording with John again. Um, now, tomorrow we will have more injury updates um and other news updates for the carolina hurricanes um obviously dougie hamilton martin natchez those guys are out right now hopefully we'll know something hopefully or if we do know something it'll be good news not bad news but we'll tell you guys either way um and we'll also preview um game one against the rangers best we can um with what information is out at the time but we'll do the best to preview that for you guys as well and give you any other hockey news that may be coming out. I'm currently watching the Arizona-Vegas game right now. As I'm recording, it's muted. Uh, Vegas is currently up 2-0 uh, on Arizona with about 18.5 minutes left in the second. So, not surprised there. because uh, <laughs> I really hope Arizona can get things clicking um, out there for them. But anyway, I will talk to you guys tomorrow.